Minds and Minds Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm three, two, one. <clears throat> Hal Lublin. I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, NXT TakeOver Lindsay Kelkpool. Hey! Did you think your last name wouldn't be involved? I, I would have been disappointed if it wasn't. I scanned ahead. I didn't well, I didn't get as far as that. I was like, maybe this will not be It won't be Kelk related. But it was. I feel good about it. Sure. I feel confident. It was very Kelkian. We're taking the Kelk back. That's good. <laughs> we're just taking the Kelk. <laughs> that's all we're doing. We're taking the Kelk. Oh God, that's gonna stick. <laughs> this is the final week before the Royal Rumble, so we'll be getting into plenty on all of that. But first, last Friday was the premiere of Wow Women of Wrestling. We have talked to some of the performers. We talked to the promoter. Um, you watched it. I've not been able to watch it yet. Yes. What are your overall impressions? So I enjoyed it as a show. Uh, I thought it was really fun and entertaining. Um, I really liked the camera work in it. I thought that was done really, really well. It told the story in the ring really well. Um, I thought the commentary was pretty good. I really liked how it just starts. They didn't fanny about, for want of a better phrase, mm-hmm. um, like establishing anything. It was like, this is a show. We are, you're watching it now. We have a champion already. Like, get with the program. I appreciated that. Didn't um, condescend. It didn't make it like, ooh, this is the beginning. Uh, I thought that was really good. It helped you just get into the action. Uh, I thought Tessa Blanchard was a superstar. Mm-hmm. She looked like a superstar on the mic. She looked great in the ring. She just, she just looked, she has got that charisma. She's got that X factor. So she really, really lifted it to me. The stuff I didn't like so much was um, it does feel somewhat old, not old fashioned, but just leaning into the tropes. Um, a lot of the characters are very. Um, blunt characterization so we have jungle girl and you have the beverly hills babe and they make a point of using their nicknames on commentary when i think maybe if you just use their names it would feel more modern because it does harken back to that glow era and some of the girls like there's even a voodoo character which we've just had introduced on glow and i think that damages it it doesn't damage it, it risks damaging it as not being taken seriously because it leans so far into almost caricature rather than character and then I think that just doesn't move the conversation forward, which is what we're trying to do with women in wrestling, right? That is that is true. And it I wonder you know, the the first thing I thought of when you were when you were talking about those mm-hmm. sort of blunt characterizations and how simplistic it is, how similar it is to what glow was yes. the actual glow yes. when it aired. Do you think that there's room for that type of of wrestling programming anymore? It's hard to say. I think there is if the wrestling is good and the wrestling was good. The in-ring work was fun. I thought they pulled together storylines that I was interested in from the off. The stuff that I'm not interested in is like there's a character called Abilene Maverick who I thought was awesome. She looks awesome. She's, I mean, it's very Charlotte Flair, which is like for better or worse. The thing that I liked about her was she was her character and she did great work and her in-ring work matched her character. But then like they lean really heavily on this. She's the governor's daughter and she can have whatever she wants. 
chance. And I'm like, oh, be better than that. Be better than that. Right. Um, but I, I do think it was good. I do think it was fun. I am going to watch it. I would recommend it. I think it probably... I don't know how broad of an audience it reaches. It plays quite young. They very often show kids in the crowd. They right. like they they make a point of showing that. Um, and I think when you do have those very blunt uh, characterizations, that does lend itself to a younger crowd because there isn't the sophistication or the the, the layers and and the complexity in the characters. Um, but I'm I'm gonna stick with it. I'm interested. Like everyone in it was on the beast is like. Amazing! Yeah. I know we we predicted this, but like sure. she was incredible. I could watch her for an hour a week alone. Now, so. wait, wait, the one thing that I'm going to disagree. Oh, uh, because oh. I did see some people saying that like that it does lean into characterization, which I do think is fair. But two things that made me, I guess, less apprehensive about it was that one, they do shoot it all from the lens of. Their name, the name of their wrestlers are superheroes, right? That's what they're leaning into is like they want them all to be identified as superheroes. So to me, like when you brand it as that, I get it a lot easier. And two, they did a really good job of like the vignettes in between everything. Like Jungle Girl wasn't just like, I'm a wild, crazy Jungle Girl. She actually like was a serious person who had a family that yeah, they went into and all Yeah, but then how do I don't get how that matches up with being called Jungle Girl. <laughs> it's like I think she's it's been just... home in Virginia with her family and it's like Jungle Girl. I'm well, because like, okay. I think it's like meant yeah. to be like that's their superhero identity. I think is what okay. I think they're leaning into. And I, so, that's fair. I just My take on that is that and that makes it feel very young. That doesn't feel like a more sophisticated product to me and it's not a negative necessarily it's just from my perspective of someone who watches a lot of different wrestling if if it is for a younger audience and this is a question for both of you but you as well julian because you you your point of view is that it's superheroes so it's okay if if this is for a younger audience do should people have a responsibility to impress upon a younger audience that a woman is more than jungle girl because even if you have a family that you go to, and I have not seen, if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong, but if it's, I have a family and all this stuff, but I'm Jungle Girl, and they don't sell it it's exactly as she hops into the forest and then comes out and she's Jungle Girl. Because they show her as this awesome woman who is like an in-ring veteran who okay. is super she was the uh, She was their former champion who like yeah, never lost. She was like, champion, and, you, you know, and she's very, like, she's looking at a picture of her kid on her phone with the belt, and it's like mm -hmm. very much like I'm doing this for you, and I've worked really hard, and I deserve this. And you see that background, which is incredible, and, mm -hmm. and that is a brilliant role model if that's what we're saying with superheroes and, and goodies and baddies and villains and heroes but then yeah the, the name just didn't ring true to me but then the the name harkens back to other stuff so it, it's, it's gonna i mean also it was the first episode i've watched sure. so they were just my first thoughts i think julian's <laughs> stance on it's totally justified and correct sure 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 um, i'm not i don't mean to attack yeah, there's anybody. other it's... stuff that i thought was awesome like um the beverly hills Am I correct? The Beverly Hills babe comes in with no, her ring sister, rats. I can't remember what her name. She did was, have a name as well, but, but they just they did keep going yeah. on with the babe thing, and they kept calling her the natural, which I couldn't work out if that was supposed to be funny because like there's a lot of unnatural stuff going on with her character, and like a bunch of tattoos, which I felt like a Beverly babe would not have a full sleeve, a Beverly Hills <laughs> babe. But I did enjoy her ring rats, uh, who are just a group of hot men who accompany her to the ring in the style of Dalton Castle's boys. She nice. has the rats and they just call them the rats. And I did enjoy that. That was funny. And that was like, obviously for wrestling fans. I'm definitely going to watch it again. I'm just curious as to how we move on from the glow of it all. Right. As to how it develops and evolves. But hopefully it does. To answer Hal's uh, question with the, uh, 
like does it have a responsibility to do more like personally and you know obviously as a dude like you can take my perspective for what it is like i'm not going to tell anybody else that they're if especially if you're a woman and you're taking pause with this far be it for me to tell you any otherwise but i think that if it was just really simplistic characters like they do have a voodoo character that they're going to debut probably in the future that got a vignette but they also have some very real characters like steffi slays has a very real background and a very real identity mm-hmm. that's very grounded they have tessa coming in who's got a very grounded personality uh, their champion santana garrett very grounded personality or just normal competitors and we'll see how they mix in like the superhero-ness of it versus the traditional we're just wrestlers trying to get a championship of it and all of that. So we have a long season ahead of us. And if nothing else, you can appreciate the wrestling because the wrestling was really, really good. Yeah. Look, more opportunities for more wrestlers to be on TV is is a good thing. All right. Let's move on to WWE. Finn Balor faced off against Braun Strowman as part of the build to his universal title match. How do you feel about Braun Strowman needing to be a part of this program? Not that he needs to, but, that, you know, they're... They're giving us a fresh start, <laughs> and part of that is they... Braun Strowman. You know, it depends yeah. on what you read. Either, obviously, the injury wasn't real, but he was written out of the match, maybe because Vince thought the audience was cooling on him, yeah. which might be fair to say. Might be fair to say. Like they kind of missed the the chance to strike for that time. I think yeah. he'll heat up again. Yeah. But, you know, if you're going to remove somebody from a program remove them from the program. And it feels yeah. like they took long enough to do that. Like, you could have that yeah. segment, but have it earlier. That's my main complaint with this storyline, um, is that it's come too late, because I feel like it hasn't given the crowd enough time to get behind it as much. I thought everyone did amazing work this week. Heyman was awesome at putting Finn over. Yeah. Brock was great. Brock was there. So, I mean, he's already getting a C. So, because yeah. he showed up. <laughs> so, like, good work, son. Um, I thought Finn was great. I thought the David and Goliath of it all was bizarre. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Vince, it was the Vince of it all, wasn't it? That's the thing. Um, but I thought everyone did good work. Everyone sold me on this match. Everyone sold me on believing it was a real match that had real stakes. Uh, and then they brought Strowman out. And I was like, oh, hates it. Um, because I'm like, no, go away. Get out of this. Because he's just there to remind you that he's waiting in the wings. Right. And that's the thing that turns me off because that makes me feel less like it is a real chance for Finn. And I also think they're playing the I'm not going to be the demon card so hard, which also puts that doubt in the back of your mind as to whether or not he can pull it off without the demon because it kind of protects him. Because even if Finn loses... Does he ever really lose? Because he's still got the demon he can play. Right. So I feel like they've made a big point of having him talk about that in interviews as a like, don't worry, even if he loses, still demon Finn. I, yeah. And I, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm really excited for it, but I'm also like, oh, why are you making this more difficult than it needs to be? Anytime you bring out Paul Heyman, you're going to establish yes. stakes yes. really well. I think there's a built-in story there with Finn being the mm-hmm. universal champion who never got a chance to really be yeah. universal champion. You can still lean on that until he actually gets a yeah. run with that title, if he does. And also the story of the demon, that's kind yeah. of the story of this match, is whether or not the demon comes out. And you don't need Braun for that. I don't even know that you need Vince for that. No. Why should Vince, why do you need Vince to come out and be the, the voice didn't. of, I don't think you can do it. The guy's five foot tall, <laughs> and he's wrestling a Mack truck. Yeah. 
That's enough. We, like, yeah. we get it. Stand them next to each other, and you'll know who's it, supposed know. to win. And I think Finn comes off better in his promos when it's less scripted too. Like yeah. I felt like there were there were moments, especially in the David and Goliathy bit, where it was like, oh, and you could see Vince being like, "Yep, come on, come on, you got it, you got mm-hmm. it." And I'm like, Vince, get out and just let him scream in this monster's face yeah. that I am going to beat you because exactly. I just want to believe. And he does believe it. And we do believe it. So stop making it more difficult for us to believe it. <laughs> Don't make me doubt myself, Vince. Don't tell me what I believe. I hate that. Vincent K. Ugh, yeah. So I'm excited. I really want to see it. I wish I'd seen more build up. I wish Strowman had gone away. But overall, I'm into it. I mean, the Royal Rumble card looks looks really good up and down. Let's, let's talk about um, uh, some of the other stuff going on. Here's Daniel Bryan. Cutting a promo (laughs) that a lot of people have been sharing on social media. We have a clip for you. Vince, of course you don't want to listen to this. Because you and the entire baby boomer generation are the great parasites of this world. You see, these people bowed down to you when you came out, but they don't realize that you and your entire generation, you take, you take, you take, and you give nothing back, putting profits over both the people and the planet every single time. And they bow to you for it. They bow to you for it. I mean, (laughs) say what you want about the yes movement, which was spectacular. I think this is the best work he's done in his entire career so ever. I love it so much. Because if you watch every different version of Daniel Bryan, I like the total Bella's Daniel Bryan and some old school match, New American Dragon Daniel Bryan. It's like, mm-hmm. this is him. This is the culmination of all of that. Yeah. Turned up to a billion. It's so great. <laughs> it's it's like, come so naturally to him. So naturally i was delighted to see the baby boomers getting it after the millennials have taken so much heat on the show it's like let's turn this around let's talk about that parasite's face he looked so proud when daniel called him a baby boomer yeah he looked so proud sure he was like i know it's the best barely makes that cut off i'm gonna give 10 million dollars to the xfl yeah (laughs) exactly He believes everything he's saying. Yeah, he does. Yeah, hundred percent believes it. His in-ring work oh, looks I love so it. great. I love the I love the fact that he's just wearing his own clothes. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's so like, good. It's he, just my clothes. He now. doesn't need to sell T-shirts. No, no, and I he's love that. I always love that. I think it was Jericho that did that, right? When he said he would never wear his own T-shirt when he was a heel, right? Because he wasn't trying to sell shit. He was trying to be a villain. Yeah, and I love that he's doing that. that that's the little character work that I love so much. He's just like, no, I will not wear a Daniel Bryan T-shirt. I'm not trying to sell you more things. Exactly. Look, kayfabe is dead. Yes. But you can still do things to make people boo you. Yeah. Like, you can still manipulate an audience, and it requires those little bits of of work to say, hey, I'm not going to wear... Like, everybody wears their own T-shirt. Everybody. Yeah. That makes them stand no, out. No. And um, it's not gonna. And I'm excited to see him wrestle AJ again. I'm more excited than I was. I mean, I'm, I don't want to get into... Uncle Alan and his political views. Of course. Because um, everyone's seen that on the internet already, I'm sure. Yes. So I wasn't thrilled to see him this week, and especially being like, Vince being like, this is my guy. And it's like, of course mm-hmm. it is. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, but I, I have been, I've been tiring of AJ regardless. Like, I feel like I could do with some non-AJ time. But I'm kind of psyched for this match now, because I want Daniel Bryan to kick his ass. Yeah, 100%. So hard. 
And He's I, so far. It makes me excited to see, assuming that he walks away with the win, yes. which you would hope, What what's in store for him at WrestleMania. Yeah, that makes me really excited. I feel like if we can get AJ out of this picture, and it does not hurt AJ to be out of this picture, I think there are so many opportunities for Danny Bryan and for the SmackDown title going forward that make me really, really, really excited. Yeah, that brand is just on fire. Yeah. Uh, we've also got two women's title matches coming up at the Rumble. We've got Becky versus Asuka, which kicked off SmackDown. Yes. Red Hot segment. Yes. Charlotte's involvement did not ruin it. No. Instead enhanced it. Look at that. But don't put Charlotte in that main event. Nope. Just two dudes. Two, two dudes, dudes, please. Two dudes. Well, two it's dudes. too late now, isn't it? We hope. We hope. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Praying that everything is true. I'm super excited for it because it is what I want to see from women's wrestling all the time. Two women who are amazing at what they do, who are fighting to prove that they are the best at what they do. Yes. Fighting for the title that they genuinely believe they deserve. And just who wouldn't love it? That scrap at the end, the in-ring scrap, that was like, oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Because yeah. they're not even really face or heel. They're just two amazing wrestlers fighting to prove they're the best. Exactly. And would you believe it's enough? That's ultimately what should drive every Focus. single match. Crazy. Right? Crazy. That's why anybody gets into wrestling, uh, from a character standpoint, yeah. you to be the very best and to be a champion. Yes, you would hope so. You have a desire to do that. Yeah. That should be, you know, if you're not there trying to be the champion, what, what are you doing? What are you there for? What are yeah. you doing? How do you feel about the build for Sasha and Ronda so far? I have the repeated tag team matches... Me. Done it for you? Not really. Um Me I, I was talking about this on Twitter with someone who was disappointed that we hadn't talked about this, actually. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was really interesting because when it was raised, it made me realize we hadn't talked about it. And I'm like, oh, wow, that yeah, we haven't. And this is like Ronda Rousey and it's the women's championship and this is a big deal. But I'm like, it's because I just kind of don't really care that much, which is bonkers to say that it's A, it's Ronda Rousey, B, Sasha Banks, who I love and I'm so excited. But I just, I don't... It's not that I can't see Sasha winning. I just don't see Ronda losing in any way, shape, or form before right. Mania. So that takes the stakes out of the match for me. And if there aren't stakes, I'm not involved because there's so much else going on. Um, I'm, I'm, I thought this week they did a good job. I think Sasha's doing amazing work. Mm -hmm. I think she is doing so good. She's doing great on social media. She's doing great in the ring. She's doing great in her promos. I felt like they got shafted out of not having a long enough segment this week. It felt really rushed at the end. Right. Because they were quite clearly, they'd lost track of time and forgot they weren't getting a run over. Because there was even like a flash where it went, I was watching it live and it went off, the screen went black for like a split second. Mm. And then it was suddenly, Natty was in the bank statement. And it's like, oh, you lost track of time, guys. Um, I think that match could have benefited from another five minutes. Right. Um, I, I, I want to care but I don't believe that Ronda loses and I don't even believe there'll be shenanigans. I think Sasha loses and goes into the tag team tournament uh, elimination chamber. Yeah, it feels placeholder. There's also no really strong face-heel dynamic. No. And there's not even a really strong face-face dynamic no. where these two have been orbiting each other and now they have to fight. Yeah, It's just, I earn my way to challenge you. And I, yeah. I, I, I still think face Sasha, for me as a fan... I connect more with her as a heel. Yes. She does stellar in ring. I mean, she's such a, she's so talented. Yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah. No doubt. For me, how I connect with her best is when she's a heel. I feel like, because that's when I read her as believing what she's saying a lot yeah. more than as a face. Like yeah, that yeah, cockiness same. is waiting to come out. 
Yeah, it's same. I feel completely the same. I feel like they're keeping her face to protect the tag team potential for her and Bailey, which you know that's a, a conversation that I'm sure has been had a thousand times there, and sure. they're choosing that that's the best option. Maybe they're going to get the belts. That would be great. I'd love that. Although I would love them to change the tag team name. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I think it will be a great match. I think it couldn't not be. Provided Ronda doesn't injure yes. Sasha, because she's little. Please don't hurt her. Um, <laughs> I don't like the Nia when they bring Nia in and Strowman it up, because they're like, bring Nia in to shout at Sasha and say she's not good enough. Like, get out, Nia. Yeah. Get out, she Strowman. Like, you've had your moment. Get gone. Strowwoman. She's the Strowwoman. Yeah. Aww. I agree. What did you think of Heavy Machinery's first main roster match? Um, I didn't hate it. I just... The whole time I was watching it, I was like, oh, Ascension, that was you. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, was like, I, felt, I just feel so bad for those guys. And they just sit there and take it. And it's like they come in every week and put their makeup on and put the little outfits on. And then they're like, we have nothing for you today, Ascension. And they're like, oh, okay. And then one day they come in and they say, Ascension, we have a match for you. And they're like, oh, my God. They're like, it's against the new guy to next C. And they're like, oh. And like, and you're getting buried. You're like, oh. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, I, I want so much for this tag team division. I believe in the reinvigoration of the tag team division. Sure. So shut up, Hal. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I want it too. I want yeah. it too. So I have, but you I, know what has to happen. I... Somebody's got to go visit a farm and not come back. <laughs> I know. At least a few people. The genetic jackhammer has got to go. Not die. Yeah. No, just go just away. Just go away. Yeah. He doesn't Maybe seem like... to be a huge, uh, historically it seems like he hasn't <laughs> been a huge fan of tag team wrestling. Yes. That it gets yeah. over in spite of him instead of because mm-hmm. of him. Mm-hmm. Well, and Remember yet. when the Ascension were getting over for a little while off yeah. the backs of uh, Brizango? Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about the Fashion Files show that's coming to the network, apparently. I'm not. I'd rather see it as a segment <laughs> on the actual shows. Well, you're not going to. So I know. I know I'm not going to. Enjoy what you have. I'm unwilling to settle. Settle. You're I'm a wrestling fan. Settle. Be willing to settle. I'm a white male. I we never. We're not trained to settle. What well, isn't this mine? I must be mine. It's here. Anytime you need a couple of lessons, just give me a shout. It sounds good. Clearly, I own this. Yes. <laughs> so white. All right. Speaking of tag teams. <laughs> Uh, we had white a, tag teams. We, uh, we had a reunion of the Edgeheads. We did. Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Yeah. Back together. Together. See again. Yeah. Uh, my first thought was, wow, they're really short on people at the Rumble that Ryder's back on TV. Oh. Um, which I felt bad about. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, he hasn't been on TV for a year. That is true. Um, it's been some time. So they were like, remember this man before we put him in the ring and you think it's a comeback. Um, it's like, oh, yeah, he's not a special <laughs> surprise guest. He works here. Um, <laughs> and then my second thought was, does Vince know the difference between Heath Ledger and Kurt Hawkins? No. He doesn't, does he? He might. And Yeah, I mean, fine. Sure. Shoot, shoot, go for it. Shoot your shot, fellas. Gives them something to do. Yeah. I like it when people are making their paycheck. So I'm fine with this. Me too. Yeah. Although the catering back there is out of sight. Yeah, there's that. I mean, I know nobody's happy to just go there and eat. But if you like eating, (laughs) let me tell you, as someone who has been backstage at two WWE events, I've I've rarely eaten better. This is why they won't let me backstage. Shane and I had a, a brief conversation where I just said, excuse me. Next time you it. have a conversation with Shane, can you alert him to my new uh, weekly Twitter segment where I rate the jeans that he's wearing on this week's episode? No problem. No that's, problem. Because that's a big deal to me. <laughs> Finally, 
on SmackDown, we had the promise of a great two out of three falls match between Rey Mysterio and Andrade. Cien Almas. I don't care. I'm saying his full name. I, he deserves don't his full his name. Don't cut his two fucking names off. I, when he came out, I because I often just chat along with the ring announcer because I'm alone. Yeah. Um, and I was like, Andrade. <laughs> and I was like, Cien Almas. It, just, it was like my tiny Wakanda forever that, yeah. <laughs> that you can't not do. Of course. And you're like, Wakanda forever. Cien Almas. It's completely like, normal. Don't take this from him. Yes. Unfortunately, the match. It's been taken. The match was interrupted. It was. By Samoa Joe. Yeah. And then that was interrupted <laughs> by Randy Orton. Because we can't have nice things. No. So, yeah. Yeah. So don't forget, all those people also, are in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, these people also work here and you will see them on Sunday. Why not just have Randy Orton fly in a blimp inside <laughs> with a, one of the, or like a little biplane with one of those banners like you see at the beach that just says, I'm in the Royal Rumble on Sunday. <laughs> And then no. Joe could flip one of those signs that says, me too. Because he had to be the outside of the Royal Rumble to duck in, didn't he? He had to be yeah. the last bird. Yes. The disgusting <laughs> he's the, animal. He's the turkey. He's the, the turkey of the to duck in. And actually, if they'd ended on Joe, it would have made him a realistic contender to win the Rumble. Or at least pointed you in that, that direction. And yes. instead, it was like, this fella. Like, yeah. Yeah, he works here too. Uh, do you think Randall shouldn't have shown up? Let us know. On Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Tights Fights. And at Tights Fights on Twitter and Instagram. When we come back, we'll look ahead to the Royal Rumble. You're listening to Tights and Fights. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And we're the hosts of Everything's Coming Coming Up Simpsons. Simpsons. Every episode, we cover a different episode of The Simpsons that is a favorite of our special guests. We've had guests that are showrunners and writers and voice actors like Nancy Cartwright. I got a D minus, I passed! And we've also had people that are on the Max Fun Network already. We've had Weird Al Yankovic on the show. I was just uh, struck by how sharp the writing is. I mean, that's no surprise because it's The Simpsons, but I mean, like, you can't say that about a lot of of TV shows, particularly ones that at that point had been on the air for 14 years. Find us on MaximumFun.org, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, smell you later. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelt. Every week we pick something from the world of wrestling that we want to give a little extra attention. This is our main event. It still gets me. <laughs> it still gets me. It's like it's brand new. I like that I put gaps in between like when we do this segment so it stays fresh. <laughs> I, I Yeah, I, I weep for the day that becomes old. It never will. Yeah. That's the day that this dies. <laughs> the Royal Rumble, y'all. Woo. This Sunday, 30 men and 30 women will compete in an over-the-top rope battle royale for a shot at a title match at WrestleMania. I know... WrestleMania's ice cream Christmas. Mm-hmm. This is Lublin Christmas. I absolutely Fair. love the Royal Rumble. My is it water favorite. ice Christmas. It's water ice Christmas. <laughs> well, couldn't it be like pudding birthday? I don't know. Because <laughs> it's for you. It's specific to oh, you. It's scrambled eggs Hanukkah. It's scrambled eggs Hanukkah. It's scrambled eggs Hanukkah, y'all. <laughs> Enjoy the Royal Rumble. I just love, I love a good Royal Rumble match. I, yeah. I always have hope for it. I, there's just something about it. It's very simple. 
Yep. Um, I I could almost do without any of the other matches in it, although <laughs> yes, we have had cl- absolute classic yeah. matches at the Rumble. You had the street fight between Triple H and Cactus Jack. Mm. You had the ladder match between Jericho and Benoit for the Intercontinental title oh, God, the very yeah. next year. You had the Rock versus CM Punk, the championship, which was a very good match and yes. featured interference from our friends at The Shield. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> there are great matches that take yeah. place at the Royal Rumble. Let's talk about the Rumbles themselves regarding the women's match. Yes. They've announced, I think, 22 yes. of the women competitors in this year's Rumble. Yes. Do you think that that is a bad move? Um. So I was really pissed when they said they were going to announce everyone on Twitter mm-hmm. because, to clarify, the, the original tweet was like, we're going to announce a competitor every half an hour. They didn't say how many. The implication right. was that they were going to announce everyone. Right. And I realized now they were just trolling us all to get us all stressed out and talking about it. My ice cream Christmas at the Royal Rumble is the surprise entrance. Like, that's my favorite thing. Yeah. And I'm the same as you. It's my favorite show of the year. I It doesn't matter how disillusioned I've been with the main programming at all. By the Royal Rumble, I'm like, oh, my God, it's the best one. Like, I'm so excited because yeah. anything could happen. Anything won't happen, but anything could happen. Yes. And it's so, 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 so fun. I don't know. I guess I didn't need to know how many surprise people I was getting. It's like, Lindsay, this year you're getting 14 presents for Christmas. <laughs> uh, ten of them are these presents. Four, who can say? <laughs> but la- So last year's Rumble felt like a mix of current competitors and yes. a lot of yes, like, a lot. everybody came back to be in it, which was awesome. Very moving. Yeah, was which was appropriate. Match. This year, I'd rather know that instead of it being like 15 current competitors yeah and then 15 people who legitimately have no chance of winning because they're not on the active roster yeah, i think yeah i don't disagree with you i agree with the mix i think it should be the active roster and just right. a few guests as the men's is yes and we learned on monday we have a first time royal rumble competitor in alexa bliss who's yes. making her return to the ring i'm happy to see her come back yeah I, yeah me too. i'm a fan yeah Plus, I think she's going to be awesome in the Rumble. Oh, yeah. there's a wily little trickster. Exactly. She's, she's going to be so sneaky. If she's the one who hides outside of the ring the whole time, yeah. that would suit yeah, me Yeah, doink it fine. up. It's fine. Just, yeah. like, do what you got to do. Doink it up is perfect. <laughs> It'd be perfect for her. Uh, so we talked about this a little bit, all the legends who entered the Women's Rumble. There were 11 mm-hmm. in that, as opposed to three who showed up in the Men's Rumble. Do you think that this year it'll be fewer, obviously, we're yes. going to get 11 again? Yes. Do you think three to four is a good number of legends? Because then you get their spots in there and they can space them out. It depends who it is. I mean, um, I think last year it was really important to honor those women and give them the opportunity to be part of this match that was denied to them um, for their whole career. This year, I think it's about moving it forward. So throw Trish in if you're going to line Trish up for a mania moment. Cool. Bring Nikki back because you kind of got to. Yeah, I'm really excited to see a bunch of the NXT girls. I really, 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 really want to see Rhea Ripley in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Like, badly. I'm so in love with Rhea Ripley right now. She's <laughs> just, the I know she lost at NXT UK TakeOver, but right. like, that woman is a star. And she would walk into that Rumble and you would believe she would win it. Because have you seen her? She yes. could physically remove every, she could win the men's. Like, <laughs> she could kick everyone out. I wouldn't mind seeing. Candace in there. I would love to see Candace in there because it would mean so much to her. Yeah. I also wouldn't mind seeing Shayna Baszler come in yeah. and dominate yeah. only to be eliminated. It would be good to see Shayna come in and 
And then you're just warming the audience up to the Shayna Ronda connection. Yeah. That would be nice. Let um, people know, the ones that don't know. Bianca Belair. Always a pleasure. Never Just a get in and just shake her head around and whip everybody. Yeah, I have no problem with that. On the men's side, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose putting their IC title feud on hold to focus on the Rumble. They'll both be a part of that. Other news seems kind of late breaking. John Cena mm. has an injury. Mm. Did you hear? I didn't even make air quotes of my end. I think no, I did it all with my like, voice on that one. Yeah. That they are writing him out of the Royal Rumble is the current Did you see the press release? The press release was amazing that it was like he was injured in the ankle lock, as you can see here. And then, like, further exacerbated the injury in training on leg day. Yeah. Like, it was like, oh no, he did it on leg day? No, you can't. <laughs> the one time you should have skipped leg day. And as if John Cena. Athlete and like bodybuilder yeah. was like, I don't know, my ankle feels a bit sketch. Think I'll go hard on leg day today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, guys, you've made this, you've done this to yourselves. Must set uh, PR. <laughs> <laughs> Must squat Snap. more than any 45 year old man has ever yeah. squatted. More squats. Um, I was a bit disappointed because I've been exciting seeing John and his silly hair back. Yeah. Does it's been fun. Kind of questions what place there is for him yeah like maybe they were planning to have Lars be in the rumble and have a John Lars start of something in the rumble right and maybe Lars isn't going to be in so they've taken John out because it's not worth the risk yeah but this is speculation wild speculation you're wildly speculating that's my favorite thing to do let's do it let's be wild (laughs) I think he's been kidnapped by aliens (gasps) that would be the best yeah which Uh, kind of aliens uh the the a third, ki- uh, <laughs> a third kind of aliens. Okay, cool. He's just chilling on a giant spaceship listening yeah, that's to music. Cool. Nice. <laughs> Doing some solfege with a aliens. a nice time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> last year we got two outstanding rumbles. Yep. Do you think that this year we'll be able to measure up, given the talent involved? Yeah. Yeah, I think the women's one, they're still trying to prove something. Um, and, you know, it's a, def- it's a difficult second album, so they have to be as good. Um also, like I think a few people didn't love the ending last year when it came down to the Bellas and Oscar. Um, right. So you're not going to get that. So that's a thing. Um, so this gives it... And, and last year, because it was the first one, it was very much an occasion, whereas this year it's a real rumble. Yeah. Um, not that it wasn't, but you know what I mean. Uh, so I'm really, really, really excited for the women's. And I am always excited for the men's and then usually slightly disappointed at the end. <laughs> um, uh, so we'll see. Before we wrap this segment up, who are your picks to win each of the rumbles? I can't choose. I tried to choose. I've been thinking about this so much. And damn you, Julian, because I've got loads of work to do. It's taken up so much brain space um i don't know i i there's people i'd love to see win like i'd love to see joe win i don't think joe's gonna win no. i would love to see joe win um yeah. i think drew would be a really great winner yeah i don't know if that's gonna happen now at the moment because that seems in limbo that seems like a weird position he's in at the moment like they're not quite sure so they're keeping him warm but not heating i don't know i don't right. know because uh, they've got the Seth Dean to figure out and they're still figuring out the universal picture. This is when I love wrestling because it feels like a chess game where there are so many pieces in play. We don't for sure know who's going to be champion. Right. So it's really hard to pick a Rumble winner to then take on that champion. The smart money, which is the lame money, says Strowman. That's true. And also, like, he'd be a classic Rumble winner. He feels right as a as a Rumble winner, right? Like, it's, yeah. it feels it like sense. the guy that wins a Rumble. Um, and then that puts him in a position to take on Brock or Finn at Mania. Um, but that's, you know, how we get there and whether or not that actually happens, I don't know. All right. Uh, I'm going to put, uh, just so they're officially on the record, 
I'm going to pick Drew McIntyre to win the men's rumble. Nice. And I'm going to pick Becky Lynch to win the women's rumble. I'm so the women's one is so hard. It's hard to pick, but that she is my pick to I win know. that rumble. Well, maybe what if she and Charlotte land at the same time outside and they both win? I hope that they don't. I hope that Becky is the winner. Yeah, that's my hope and dream. But there you go. What do you think? Who you got in the rumble? Let us know at facebookcom group fights and at tightsfights on Twitter and Instagram. When we come back, we've got a couple things from wrestling that we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hi, I am Lori Kilmartin. And I'm Jackie Cashin. Together, we host a podcast called The Jackie and Lori Show. Uh, we're both stand up comics. We recently met each other because women weren't allowed to work together on the road or in gigs for a long, long time. And so our friendship has been unfolding on this podcast for a couple of years. Jackie constantly works the road. I write for Conan and then I work the road in between. We do a lot of stand-up comedy. And so we celebrate stand-up and yes. we also bitch about it. We keep it to an hour. We don't have any guests. We somehow find enough to talk about every single week. So find us. You can subscribe to The Jackie and Lori Show at MaximumFun.com org or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, bye. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland. I'm joined today by Lindsay Kelp and Julian Burrell. Oh, did I ruin it? Did I spoil it? No, it's fine. Fine. You're in it. <laughs> Everybody knew. We can't just do a two count because we always end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you, and it's the three count. <laughs> Lindsay, you're up first. What would you like to put over? Um, as some of you will have heard in the past, there is a scurrilous rumor that other wrestling podcasts exist. Oh. Um, I know, it's filth. Uh, so I took it upon myself to investigate this nonsense, mm. uh, and I found one. And what? it was it was quite good fun, not terribly well produced. Gotta be honest, uh, <laughs> they need a, they need a millennial like behind the yeah. scenes, but not because he's ours. Yeah. Um, so I was listening to the Edge and Christian podcast, um, and they had an interview with Sasha Banks, uh, who I love. Uh, but I love the part where she was talking about who her character is and who the boss is and it really plays into what we were saying earlier about when she is the best version of the boss because that's originally what the boss was conceived as so we're going to listen to a clip of that right now being around Snoop Dogg all the people around him always called him the boss and at the time you know Floyd Mayweather was out there Nicki Minaj just all these uh, larger than life characters who were cocky flashy and and flamboyant and that's who I wanted to be because I strive myself to try to be the best wrestler that I can and I felt like uh, I was the best, but I just didn't have that character to let people know that I was the best. So I was talking to Dream, and Dream helped me so much trying to find my voice of this legit boss character. And now I'm here today. I love Sasha. I want more for Sasha. I don't know what that more is, but I, I want more. Give her a tag team belt at the very least, people. And I have a tip for the producer of the Edge and Christian show. Just because I've been through it, it sounds to me from what I've heard that you're usually using, either using Skype with a call recorder or you're using Zencaster to, to do those recordings. You're going to get a lot of drift and you're going to yep. get a, a lot of lag. You can talk to Julian. You can also talk to <laughs> Ken Plume who produces our podcast. He has all sorts of tips. He's a great, uh, two great producers available to work for you. One of them is. Julian works here. <laughs> uh, I want to put over our pal Aiden English. Yay! Who has been moved to the commentary team on 205 Live. It was nice to see him out there again. Uh, and he had a 
He had some good stuff to contribute. I enjoyed <laughs> I enjoyed the character development we saw, and he will continue to wrestle for anybody who's curious. Here's a little clip of that. We want to welcome SmackDown Live superstar Aiden English. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm here to provide a fresh perspective on 205, and if I can, make it also the most dramatic hour of television. Since we're a two-person booth today, Julian, why don't you flex for us and tell us <laughs> what you want to put over? Oh, speaking of flexing. Um, <laughs> um, I, I was actually very pleased to see Apollo Crews get a little bit of a, of a moment, at least on television, against Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush and this, the pose-off. We all know Vince picks people to get on TV for very dumb reasons and very fickle reasons. Uh, and, <laughs> and sometimes it takes doing something as silly as competing in a pose off and props to the crowd because they did help him out a lot by reacting to every single thing that was happening in this in the positive way. So maybe this could be the beginning of Apollo at least getting on TV a little yeah. bit more. Hit the lights and hit him with that double bicep. Look at that. I've seen mountain ranges of West Peaks. Very vascular. Vascular. <laughs> That's, That's for you, Vince. What you got, Apollo? Huh? It's funny seeing, like, Bobby's reactions, because Bobby isn't good at making Apollo? facial expressions. No. He's a really bad actor. Oh, yeah. Making a mockery. And I've seen Apollo make some of these poses on social media, too, so... It was nice to see them actually on Raw. <laughs> there you have it. That does it for Tights and Fights. We were a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and myself, Hal Lublin, Julian Borrell, checking in on that three count. If you are in the L.A. area and you want to come see me do some funny make-em-ups with my Thrilling Adventure Hour pals, just be down here near Max Fun HQ. Come to uh, Dynasty Typewriter. That is uh, Wednesday, January 30th. At 8 p.m., I believe. Tickets uh, may still be available online, but go to the Dynasty Typewriter. Uh, Show me to let. Is that, uh, yeah, uh, you don't even bother. <laughs> uh, go to the Dynasty Typewriter website. Get your tickets. It's going to be me. It's going to be Paul F. Tompkins, Janet Varney, Mark Evan Jackson, Mark Gagliardi, Annie Savage, Craig Kikowski. It's going to be a great lineup. time. Uh, are we going to have a special guest doing the monologues? We will. Who's it going to be? I'm not telling because I don't remember. We have a lot of great uh, of, of our great Thrilling Adventure friends who are going to be with us each month. I believe, I believe that this coming Wednesday is Molly Quinn, the wonderful, lovely Molly Quinn, my my kid sister, my Thrilling Adventure Hour kid sister will be there. Come see that show, Lindsay. Uh, books still got books. Books. There's still books. Get some books. Uh, check, get your books here. Not literally. I haven't got any. Don't come to me. Don't get go them to her. Bookshops. Yeah. Uh, and I check me out. I'm on the internet uh, at Lindsay Kelt. Please don't message me to tell me how Royal Rumble works because uh, <laughs> you're wasting your time. You're wasting but your own time. They can get beauty tips uh, because you host the full coverage yes, podcast. Yes, you can get beauty tips because I host the full coverage podcast. Yes, uh, which you can find on Apple Podcasts and wherever else you get podcasts. So books, beauty, wrestle chat, loads of cats. Care Bear onesie on occasion. I mean, fill your boots, really. That's it. <laughs> All right. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagles, the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long at Facebook.com slash group slash Tights Fights. And you already know it, at Tights Fights on Twitter and on Instagram. If you love the show, remember, hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Share us with all your friends. Write a review if you're feeling froggy. Jump at it. Thank you so much to the MaxFun members who have a portion of their recurring monthly contribution. Keep the lights on while we're here. And this little hotbox, almost all the sound tiles are back. 
There's only one missing. I'm talking straight at it. So maybe you're hearing an echo right now. If you contribute, maybe we'll get that last tile. Who knows what's going to happen? It's going to be wacky. And Max Fun Drive is coming up. March is almost upon us. Get excited. We'll be back next week, though, for even more. You guessed it. Wrestling. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.